and welcome back to the Work-Life Mindset Podcast. My name is Chris, and I really appreciate everybody joining me today for some tips and tools to live a more intentional life, one that was quite a bit more aligned with your values, beliefs, and characteristics and traits of who you want to become. And that's really what I want to dive into today. You know, last week we talked about motivation and we talked about push motivation, pull motivation, also known as approach motivation versus avoid motivation. And I really have found and believe there's just so much amazing power in the approach motivation method and having something great that you're working toward that you are approaching, uh, which also is the same as, as pull motivation, right? Something is pulling you towards something rather than you pushing away from something you don't want. Um, but a, a missing element to that that you know I haven't discussed yet and that is really critical to this is to have some concept of a better version of yourself in the future. And a lot of literature and even some research is starting to define this as the term future self, right? Who is your, your future self? Because again, as I think we might have talked about with character stuff, um, the self is just a character that we're all playing. And we can change that because we're under no obligation to be the person that we were five minutes ago, right? In fact, I would say anyone who isn't embarrassed by who they were last year probably isn't learning enough. And that's a quote from Alan DeBottom. Because here's the fact, one of the core findings in psychology is that the best way to predict a person's future behavior is by looking at their past, okay? I'm like, yeah, what what does that mean? (laughs) Well, it kind of means that for most people, their behavior is coming from their past, right? And this makes perfect sense when you look at the brain and how it's evolved and how we revert to autopilot, how we have all these past beliefs that came from meanings we gave to past experiences that are shaping our thoughts, that are shaping our actions and our habits, and then thereby our personality, right? But what I want to try to work with you and teach you is that, you know, more importantly, you know, we can kind of do the opposite of what most people are doing right now. And that looks like rather than having your past dictate your future or past dictate your behavior, you can have your desired future actually dictate your behavior, right? That's that's money. That's what we're going for, right? When this is the case, you are actually going to be living more powerfully. You're going to live more presently. And again, you're going to be more intentionally on a daily basis. And to me, that's the goal, okay? We want to get out of this autopilot that we don't have control. We want to build new habits. We want to set some intention. And that way, if we go back into autopilot, we are in control of that autopilot. We know what's what's going on and why. One of the ways to do this is to create peak experiences and really stretch yourself as a person, right? Because when you're living in a beautiful state, right, or in a powerful state and you're intentional about your actions and your reactions, rather your responses, um, you're going to have peak experiences on a regular basis, like every day or maybe every weekly. And these peak experiences are what kind of stretches your perspective and stretches your mindset. Um, These experiences allow you to see the world and yourself from a much broader perspective, okay? I have a lot of my peak experiences in the middle of journaling 
or when I'm outside of my environment going for walks, having creative thoughts. Um, I get a lot of my peak experiences while I'm, I'm coaching individuals and leading groups. Um, during and, and right after, I just get full of energy and I get new insights and thoughts. And um, what's really great is these experiences allow you to, you know, not cling so tightly to your former and narrower views. Instead, you realize that you can be more and have more than you currently have. And again, this just shows us that we're not defined by the past. Because you can experience like a deep awe and amazement by the reality of your life and the reality that you have far more choices in what you do and who you become than you previously thought, right? These peak experiences are really just a point of no return, right? Um, a mind that is stretched by some new experience can never go back to its old dimensions, okay? There's a great philosopher, Colin Wilson, had said that if you want a positive reaction, or what I call a peak experience, uh, your best chance of obtaining it is by putting yourself into an active, purposeful mind of frame, frame of mind, okay? Um, depression is the natural outcome of negative passes passivity, right? When you're just letting things go and just whatever, um, not living intentionally, that's, that's what's going to happen to you. But a peak experience is the outcome of an intentional attitude, okay? Depression is the outcome of negative passive, passivity. Oh my gosh, can't say that. <laughs> uh, but peak experience is the outcome of an intentional attitude. I think that's really, really important. And it really comes down to an idea that your purpose I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> is your choice, right? You need an intentional attitude in order to create these peak or powerful experiences to therefore allow you to stretch and grow and evolve as a person. However, what I have found, in order to be intentional, you have to have a sense of purpose and a direction in your life. And if you don't have a purpose, then you cannot be intentional. And I would say, and it's taken me a while, I'm like really just now becoming clear and more clear of what I, I believe my purpose, my spiritual vision to be. Um, and it's okay if you don't, but it's not okay to not be looking, okay? It's not okay to not always be trying new things and seeing what it is and journaling and trying to get clear of, you know, what you want to do. What's your deepest why? Why are you doing what you want to do? Or why do you want to become a better version of yourself? Um, Viktor Frankl, you know, he's just this famed World War II Holocaust survival, and I've, I've speak to him a lot because I really like his, his books and his writings. Um, he found that when prisoners in concentration camps lost hope and purpose for their future, you know, the present circumstances became so unbearable that they literally died. Um, as he stated in Man's Search for Meaning, which was his iconic book, um, check it out, uh, I love, I pulled this passage, life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but only by lack of meaning and purpose. So here's the challenge for most people. They are always searching for their purpose, just like many people are searching for their passion and even searching for themselves. And I found you don't find yourself. You actually create yourself through your choices. As Frankel further explained, you know, what man actually needs is not a tensionless state, but rather the striving and struggling for a worthwhile goal, a freely chosen, chosen task. Let me say it again, that's his quote. What man actually needs is not a tensionless state, but rather 
the striving and struggling for a worthwhile and freely chosen task. And I believe your purpose is a freely chosen task. It's what you decide to invest yourself into and what you decide to give meaning to. And again, you can choose your future. What is the purpose you're going to choose to pursue? Because without a sense of purpose in your future, your present situation is going to lack meaning. And as a result, you're going to have depression and apathy. And as a result of that, you won't have a great deal of peak experiences. You'll remain in you know, a suffering state. And we need to stay in a positive, beautiful state to take action and be happy and get fulfillment. You know, and if you won't stretch and grow as a person to the level that you could if you just don't connect with some kind of sense of purpose, right? Research actually shows that as people age, they become a lot less open to having new experiences. And we all know this. Um, and as a result, you know, older people's lives become kind of overly repetitious and routine. And they overly solidify and they really stop evolving, you know. Now, this is not everybody, um, but I do see this in a lot of people. That as you get older, you just kind of stop being open to new experiences. You fear change more. You become a lot less resilient. And that's a bummer because that is how we grow and change. Dan Sullivan, who is an, another thought leader I really enjoy following, has this quote that, The only way to make your present better is by making your future bigger. And I love that. The only way to make your present better is by making your future bigger. So you get to choose how big your future is. And as you know, I kind of stated before, the only way to be intentional and purposeful in the present is by having a clear and chosen future in mind. Okay? And there's research that kind of backs this up, that if you view your future self as a different person, you can then make decisions here and now based on what your future self would want, rather than, you know, what you want solely right now in the moment. There's also a uh, Harvard psychologist, Dr. Dan Gilbert, has found that people don't do a very good job of predicting their future. And it's not because they can't, but just because they don't. They don't do this work. They don't reflect and look ahead and get clear of, of a future self, of a version of themselves. And again, a reason why, from his own research, is that very few people just spend time imagining their future selves. You know, they don't go through a perfect 10 visualization. They don't I, th I think they don't even just take time to reflect and get an idea and evaluate where their life is now, let alone where do they want it to be. Um, a lot of people assume that who they are today is who they will always be, and that is just not true. Our personalities are not permanent, okay? We change our personalities by changing our actions, by changing our habits, by changing our thoughts, by changing our beliefs, okay? So with that backdrop... You know, just to be clear, if you want to really aggressively become your desired future self, you're going to have to step outside of your comfort zone regularly, okay? Because again, your personality and your comfort zone are really the same thing. And going outside your comfort zone will create a lot of uncertainty in your life because, shit, you're going to make mistakes, okay? You're going to experience failures, you're going to have anxiety, and there's going to be a lot of frustrations, but you're also going to get a lot of learning, a lot of deep learning, a lot of these peak experiences for growth. Because, frankly, as you, you know, intentionally go outside of your comfort zone and lean into these fears that have kept us stuck, 
you're going to create the life you want. You're going to get more clear of the life that you want. You're going to build confidence that this is possible and that you're on the right path. And in doing all those things, you're going to evolve and change as a person. And just know that your brain is literally designed to keep you outside your comfort zone. That's what it is. It's, it's a prediction machine, your brain is. It forms memories so you can predict the outcome of your behaviors. I also like the analogy, it's a Google machine. It's always going to look back for former experiences that are going to let you know that your decision of what you're trying to do in the future is okay. Um, but here's the deal. When you go outside your comfort zone and try new things, you're going to have uncertainty. And that fight or flight response is going to come in. And it's going to want you to get back into safety. And this is the huge trap. This is where mindset work comes in so powerfully and just getting a good baseline knowledge of the neuroscience and how the brain works because this is what keeps people stuck. You can't grow and develop until you learn how to push back against those fears and understand that everything you want is outside your comfort zone because you haven't done it before because your brain's looking back for these experiences that's like, wait, I'm about to do what? And I've never done that. And this isn't, I have no evidence to show me this is okay. We're not going to do it. Stop, pull the cord, don't go forward. And that's not how we need to live our life, right? And it's for this reason, and a lot of other reasons, frankly, that people stay in a repetitive pattern far longer than they need to. People choose to stay where it's safe, and as a result, they stop developing as a person, right? There's this um, great concept in psychology called psychological flexibility, which really means that you hold your current identity and your current emotions loosely as you pursue meaningful goals, right? You're flexible in challenging, you know, and taking on new situations. You're increasingly adaptive. You're not rigid. You're not stuck. You're growing your confidence, okay? That's what I think we're all going for. That's what I'm trying to go for, psychological flexibility. I don't want to hold on to my current identity and my current emotions. I want to be pursuing meaningful goals and have flexibility. And that is, I think, the key here, right? And there are steps to do this. In fact, there's, there's quite a great, you know, there's science and there's a lot of high performers and success people that have shared great, you know, information and routines and, and what they do to become their future self. And a couple steps I've found, it starts really with imagining who you want to be. I do this as a perfect 10 visualization exercise. Um, I was guided through it. I wrote it down. And now I have it memorized, and I do it almost every day after I meditate. In fact, I even put music to it of just this scene of me going through my perfect 10 day that is 10 years distant in the future, where I wake up, who's next to me in my bed, what kind of floor I step on. I invoke all these senses, the sounds, the feelings, the senses, the tastes, the flavors, and just map out my day and run through it. It takes about 10 or 15 minutes, and it's an incredibly powerful exercise. Um, another task I do is I journal about who I want to be. I write about it every day uh, tied to my goals and, and, you know, look back at gratitude and gratitude for where I'm going. Um, I write in definitive, definitive terms about who I want to be and how I'm trying to get there. And another step is just to make a decision. You know, I've decided who I want to be, not just 10 years from now, but one year from now and three years from now. And I write that down. I write down, you know, tangible outcomes that I expect to come. And, you know, a big one that took me a while to do, and I, I don't think enough people do this, is you start telling people about your future self. 
you got to use your future self as a new way to explain yourself rather than your current or former self. And this takes vulnerability and courage. And those are two characteristics that not enough of us harness and embrace. Um, one of my biggest steps and suggestions for becoming your future self is creating a morning routine, you know, where you get up and you get yourself into the right environment without distraction and really activate your future self mindset. You know, as I'm doing a lot more coaching and still kind of transitioning from a full-time job, um, I spend all my morning time working primarily on growth and coaching and coming up with new ideas and, and new discussion topics and a lot of writing. And uh, the morning routine is just really critical. You want to take actions and be intentional and purposeful that will help you create a regular peak experience and help you stretch as a person. Uh, another task that we, you know, we should all do is invest money in your future self, whether that be in courses, whether that be in skills, whether you get mentors, whether you get coaching. Um, realize that you know, we spend so much money <laughs> on just smartphones and uh, subscriptions and these things that are actually just keeping us on autopilot. How much money did you invest in your future self last year? How much money will you invest in your future self? And what does that look like? These are great questions to go through. Um, another key step that, that I'm still mastering but um, made huge, huge impacts on me was changing my environment to match my future self. Um, changing the food I eat, uh, altering a little bit the people I hang out with and the experiences I consume and how I spend my day. Because here's the deal. The bolder your action toward your future self, the more emotionally flexible and evolved you will become. That is the truth. The more emotionally evolved you become, the less constrained you'll be by your past and your circumstances. So the choice is yours. Who will you become? How emotionally flexible will you become? And how much of your behavior toward yourself was based on your future self versus how much of it was on autopilot? They're great questions to go through and journal. And that's what I have for you today on the future self. Please continue to check back. I'll be doing weekly episodes, and we're going to stick on this kind of future self <laughs> voyage for a little bit here, look at ways to be more clear, get clear of our values. And we're going to do this together because I'm in the same process, and I really love just sharing this with everybody. Come join me. I'll be uh, posting weekly podcasts. You can also follow me for daily content on these topics and others. I'm on Instagram at Work Life Mindset. I'm also on Facebook. Kristen's and Coaching is my page, and I have a group that I put exclusive content into, which is also called Work Life Mindset in the Facebook group. Have a beautiful day. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week.